Welcome to Mosaic Podcast. We hope you enjoy the following recording from Mosaic Church, Leeds, based in the United Kingdom. For more podcasts and information on Mosaic Church, please visit mosaic-church.org.uk. Thank you for listening. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to be in verses 1 through 12. If you don't have a Bible, don't worry. All the words are going to appear on the screen behind me. So we're going to start just by reading these words together. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, as we read those, you might have recognised a few of those phrases. They are extremely famous, but I think a lot of the time they're, they're quite misunderstood. And uh, there's a great depiction of this in the film The Life of Brian. Can you just put your hands up if you've seen the film? Okay, a good number of people. Well, they reenact this scene. Jesus is standing on top of a mountainside and he's loudly declaring these words. But there's a group of people right at the back of the crowds and they can't quite hear what's going on. And so one lady's like, What did he say? Blessed are the cheesemakers. Why? What's so special about the cheesemakers? And then a bloke nearby chips in and he says, no, no, you're not meant to take it literally. He's referring to any manufacturer of dairy-based products. (laughs) And it's a funny scene. And I did it great justice there with my accents, as you can tell. It's a funny scene, but it's a great example of what often happens with these words is that we're not quite sure what Jesus is on about and so they get misinterpreted. But if you are a cheesemaker here, then please do be blessed. (laughs) But we've got to ask, what does Jesus mean when he says these words? Is he giving us a, a moral code that we're meant to try and live by? Is he saying you should live like the Beatitudes and then you'll be blessed by God? Or is he giving us some kind of pithy philosophical sayings, which they don't actually mean one thing, but we can take them to mean whatever we want them to mean, because that's how often, that's so often how they're read. Or is he being intentionally cryptic to, cr- to try and create some kind of aura of mystery around himself, like some mysterious superhero? What does Jesus mean when he says the Beatitudes? Well, I actually think it's quite simple. I think Jesus is describing what the life of a blessed person looks like. The Beatitude is, is the good life, according to Jesus. This is, what, uh, this is the life that God wants us all to live. But if you're honest and you look at the words, it doesn't look amazing. You've got poor, mourn, meek, 
hunger, thirst, insulted, persecuted. They're not great words. There are a few good ones, peacemakers, that's a good one, but most of them are pretty rubbish. And Pete and Hannah and Dave and Emma, if you ask them, oh, what do you want for Naya when she grows up? Or what do you want for Jacob when he grows up? I don't think those words are going to be on the tip of their tongue when they say what they want. I've got a 20-month-old called Sophie. They're not going to be on the tip of my tongue either. If you were to come up with your own list of Beatitudes, what would it look like? If you were to describe the, the blessed life, what would you say? And I want you to do that. I want you to take two minutes, turn to the person next to you, and talk about what you think the blessed life looks like in your eyes. Great. If I can uh, grab your attention back in, that would be wonderful. I'm sure, I'm sure you all said a whole variety of different things. But I tried to think about what, what the world says it values and how to go at putting together what the world might say uh, the blessed person looks like. And so they're going to upon, appear on the screen. So I thought the world might say, blessed are those who are wealthy, because they can buy whatever they want. Blessed are those who are powerful, because they can do as they please. Blessed are those in authority, for they can tell others what to do. Blessed are those who live in nice areas, because they'll probably have a more peaceful life. Blessed are those surrounded by people they like and who are easy to be around, for they won't have to deal with difficult relationships. Amen. Blessed... <laughs> Blessed are those who have the willpower to exercise regularly and eat healthily because they will feel good about themselves and they will not be told off by doctors or dentists. Blessed are those in relationships for they will be loved completely. Dot, dot, dot. Blessed are those who seem to have it all because they must be sorted, right? Maybe your list would look a little bit more like this one. I'd be really surprised if your list looked anything like what Jesus said. Jesus turns the tables on what we would consider a blessed life is. We would never think of his list. It's totally countercultural, but he says it's the good life according to him. So we've got to ask, why does Jesus say what he says in the Beatitudes? Why do they describe the blessed life? And it's because Jesus is saying... What matters most in your life isn't your material wealth or your assets. It's not your emotional well-being. It's not your social life. It's not your physical well-being. It's not even friends, family, or children. Jesus says what matters most in your life is what your relationship with God looks like. That trumps everything else. Why? Because if God exists, there is no person more significant, no person more important than all of time, history, and in the universe than him. And so what our relationship with him looks like will have the greatest significance on our life now, but also on our life to come. Jesus says the blessed person is the one whose relationship with God looks like the person in the Beatitudes. What do you think about that? What would you say about your relationship with God? Would you consider it the most important thing in your life? Does your relationship with God impact absolutely everything else? Or is it a bit more, um, a bit more of like a bolt-on extra, a bit more kind of a bit on the side, as it were? Or if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, what, what importance does your spiritual life play in your whole life? 
What do you think about Jesus saying your relationship with God is the most important thing and it trumps everything else in life? Now, if Jesus is wrong, then there's nothing to worry about at all. But if Jesus is truly the Son of God, then we have to take his words seriously. We have to come to a conclusion about what we think about them. It matters what we think about Jesus. And this is, that's why we run the intro course, as that Barbara was talking about earlier. It gives you the chance to come and ask 101 questions that you might have about Jesus. Did he, really, did he really live? Did he die? So what if he did? What does it mean? Did he rise from the, from the dead? Is there any proof? You can ask all your questions. What evidence is there in a, in a really safe environment where there's no pressure, just lots of coffee and cake? And it's a really good environment, and I would invite you all to come. But... I want you to take the next 10 minutes and I just want you to assume Jesus is real. Assume he is the Son of God and let us look at what he says about the blessed life. And let's ask together, what does Jesus mean by these words? How does Jesus describe the life of someone in a good relationship with God? Well, let's look back at the verses. Jesus says they're poor in spirit and this means they see their need for God. They recognize how helpless they are by themselves and how much they need to depend on God. They are someone who mourns. And Jesus isn't referring to the mourning of uh, someone who's lost a loved one. He's referring to someone who mourns over the state of the world, but also the state of their own hearts. They're someone who recognizes that both are broken because of what the Bible calls sin. They mourn over the fact that when they look into their own heart, what they see is, is anger and greed and lust and malice towards others and selfishness and self-centeredness. And they mourn over the fact, over the effect that that has on them, but also the effect that sin has in the world. Broken relationships and war and racism and abuse. There's somebody who is meek, and this means they're able to see themselves as they truly are sinful, broken, and they're humbled by it. They recognize their their own lowly position, and so they don't seek to throw their weight around or or dominate over other people, but they're gentle towards others. And they're somebody who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. It means they desire to to do what God, uh, they have a desire to please God. They want to do what God desires them to do, to obey his commands and live as he intends them to. And do you see the flow of what Jesus is saying? He says, first, the person sees their need for God because they look at themselves and the state of the world and how broken they are. And it leads to a humility towards others, but a desire to live for God and serve him. And then Jesus goes on to say, the blessed person is one who who shows mercy towards other people. They seek to care for them and help others. They're pure in heart, which means their devotion to God is undiluted. They, they want God and God alone. They don't want anything else. They're peacemakers, which isn't just passive, nice people who don't get into arguments, but it's people who, who actively go and pursue reconciliation with someone when arguments or fallings out have occurred. And they are those who will be opposed and persecuted and lied about and insulted because they're willing to stand up for their faith in God. That is how Jesus describes the person in right relationship with God. And he says that person is blessed. So 
How, how can you live in a good relationship with God? How can you live in a right relationship with God? How do we attain this blessed life? How do we get blessing from God? Is Jesus saying, you, you're meant to follow this way of life in order to be good with God? So are we going to be judged on how well we live like this? And so it's kind of really the only the moral elite that get in, in which case I am not getting in. Because I'm not a moral elite person, and most of us in the room would probably say we're not either. Is Jesus saying it's up to us to work hard and, and get our spiritual life in order, and then we're blessed? Are these the rules we need to follow in order for God to bless us? Is Jesus, like every other world religion, saying, if you obey these rules, then you'll be accepted, then you'll be loved, and then you'll be blessed by God? And if you don't, you're in trouble. Is that what Jesus is saying? No. Jesus isn't saying you need to obey this list in order to be accepted and loved by God. He's saying this is what your life will look like when you put your faith in me and believe that because of what I have done, you are already accepted and loved by God. And that will transform your heart and that will transform your lifestyle to look like the Beatitudes. In verse 1, there was a very important detail it says, now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went upon a mountainside and he sat down and his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. This whole passage is addressed to Jesus' disciples, which is a, a word for those people who'd put their faith in Jesus, those who'd chosen to follow him. So Jesus is saying that this life is lived out in response to who I am and what I've done for you. And it's the blessed life. The Beatitudes describe what your life looks like when you put your faith in Jesus and allow who he is and what he's done to change your heart and how you live. So you've got to ask, who is Jesus and what has he done and why would that change my heart? Well, Jesus is the true blessed person that he's describing in the Beatitudes. Here's what I mean by that. Jesus is the truly poor in spirit because even though he was equal with God, he, he knew he could do nothing without God. He never sought to be independent from God, but he relied on him completely. Jesus was the one who mourned so deeply over sin and the effect that it has on us and on the world that he died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin and to break the power that sin has over us so that one day there will be a world with no more sin and no more brokenness. Jesus is the epitome of, of gentleness and humility and meekness because even though he is the Son of God and his rightful home is in heaven, he descends to earth and he is born as a baby and he lives as a mortal man in order to save us and give up his life as a ransom for many. Jesus is the one who truly hungered and thirsted to do the will of God and he obeyed God completely throughout his whole life, climaxing in his willingness to be crucified in order to complete God's plan to save us and one day renew the world. Jesus is the truly merciful one in the way that he cared for others, healing them and having compassion on them. Even though they could give him absolutely nothing in return, it brought him joy to be merciful towards them. Jesus is the purest in heart. He has always desired to praise God and delight in him, which meant he resisted every temptation that came his way when he lived on the earth. He never chose to live for other things apart from God. 
Jesus is the true peacemaker who initiated our salvation by coming to earth to die and rise again in order to reconcile us to God so that we could have a relationship with God. And Jesus is the one who was truly persecuted because of righteousness. He was insulted and falsely accused of and treated with evil when he was arrested on false charges, beaten and tortured as a prisoner, subjected to an unfair trial, wrongly convicted and murdered by the very people sorry, that he had come to help and heal and save. That is who Jesus is and that is what he has already done for us. He is the truly blessed person who gave it all up and took on our curse on a cross so that we might become blessed by God. And the question that remains is, how do you respond to who Jesus is and what he has done? Jesus says, the person who hears about me, hears about who I am and what I have done, and responds by putting their faith in me, and seeks to live in order to please God, that is the blessed person. As they respond to Jesus and let Jesus become Lord over all of their lives, their lives gradually look more and more like his. If you're a Christian here today, then Jesus is saying, in light of who I am, in light of what I've done, let me change your heart and your life will look like the person in the Beatitudes. And you'll be blessed because you'll be poor in spirit. You, you will see your need for a saviour but you will also see that your saviour king has already died on the cross to pay the price to make you part of the kingdom of heaven. You will mourn over your sin and the fact that it meant Jesus had to die, but in the next breath you're comforted because you know that God already extends forgiveness towards you. You'll be meek because you see yourselves as you truly are, deserving of nothing from God. But then you'll be a person of joy and thanksgiving in light of God's incredible generosity. That not only would he give you his son, but he promises that one day you will inherit a renewed earth. You will hunger and thirst for righteousness. You will want to do the will of God as a response to all he has done for you. And you'll be blessed because your desire to please God will be satisfied with good works he will give you to do. You will show mercy towards others as you let Jesus' unmerited mercy towards you melt your heart. You'll be pure in heart, undivided in your devotion to God as you see how incredibly precious he is and you can eagerly look forward to the day when you get to see him face to face. You'll be peacemakers with others because you become the, re- the recipients of the greatest act of reconciliation that has ever occurred in all of history between you and your Heavenly Father, meaning you can now be called children of God. And it means you will end up sticking your head above the parapets and saying, I'm living for Jesus and I'm okay taking all the flack that comes my way. And as you do, you can know that your position in the kingdom of heaven is secure and great is your reward in heaven because you're showing your faith in Jesus is genuine. You're being willing to suffer for the one who suffered for you. Jesus says that's the blessed life, a life lived out in response to who God is, in right relationship with God. So how do you respond to Jesus today? You might be sat here and you're going, I have got a thousand questions and you've not answered any of them. 
what intro is the place for you i would really love to see you all there we start in a couple of weeks it really is such good fun it's so relaxed there's no pressure put on you at any point in the course so come ask your questions enjoy free coffee free cake and you never know you never know it might just change your life Maybe you're here and you're thinking, it sounds great, I just need some faith to believe it. Well, in a letter to the Ephesian church, the Apostle Paul says, faith is a gift from God. And so I'd love for us to pray in a moment that he would give you the gift of faith to believe. And for some of you here, this has helped you see Jesus afresh, the truly blessed man who gave it all up for you. And you just want to meet with Jesus afresh. You just want to meet with his love afresh. And I'd love to pray for you guys as well, to meet with God. So that's how I'd love to respond. I'd love to respond by praying for us. If you feel comfortable, can I ask you to close your eyes? There is literally no magic involved. There's no fairy dust. The only thing that closing your eyes does, it it helps take away the distractions of what's maybe going on in the room and helps you focus on God a little bit. And um, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask God for faith. I'm going to ask... Jesus, that he would show you his love today. And I'm just going to leave a little bit of a pause after I've prayed, so you can just say something to God in your own heart. It doesn't have to be elaborate or flashy. You can just say however you feel to him. So, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to earth. Lord Jesus, we are amazed that you lived a completely obedient and perfect life but we are more amazed that you would give up your life for us. But Lord, we know that without faith, it is impossible to believe. And so God, I pray that you would give the gift of faith. I pray that you would pour it out in a fresh measure today. I pray, Lord, you would help us to believe the things that you've written down in your Bible for us. Lord Jesus, we believe you are who you say you are, the Son of God who gave his life for us and no greater act of love has ever been displayed. And I pray that you would pour out your love on us afresh today. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would pour out the love of God into our hearts, that we may know God in deeper and deeper ways. Spirit, we invite you to pour out the love of the Father on us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to respond with a song, so if you want to stand to your feet, that's how we're going to finish the service.